yeah, tell us some products you have or yeah, what can people do to start this journey? Um, Kim is offering a discount code for our listeners too with the word magic. You get 5% off. So let's hear what you can get your discount on. Okay. So what we so when we approach the idea of solutions to EMF, we always sort of uh, you know promote a combined approach, and and it's about kind of eliminating sources around you, and then you know sometimes there are products then that can also help. So just generally speaking, what we say is like if you're really interesting in, in tackling this particular type of kind of um, environmental toxin in your life that you know the first step is to kind of begin to familiarize yourself with okay what are the different types of emf pollution what are some of the common sources in homes and the other types of places where we tend to spend our time and um, then beginning to look at okay which of these sources can i eliminate you know i don't really need them you know i don't use them that often why do i even have them which of them can you eliminate you know, which of them can you replace with alternatives that don't create as much, you know, EMF pollution. So an example of that, and I'll get into more of this later, but an example would be, um, you know, using a wired um, a computer network for internet rather than Wi-Fi. Or, you know, replacing your energy efficient light bulbs, which sounds sad, with, you know, either incandescent bulbs or um, halogen incandescent bulbs, you know, bulbs that don't create dirty electricity. So you begin to understand, like, what are the sources, what type, what, what kinds of things in my house are producing EMF pollution? What types of EMF pollution? Are there things I can replace them with that would produce less or none? Um, and then, you know, beginning to look at, can I reduce my use? You know, so things like, you know, with a cell phone, for example, you know, you know, generally speaking, we would say if you're at home or if you're at work, you know, try to use a corded landline phone. I know it's getting harder to get landlines, but we're like, don't give up your landline phone. Don't use a cordless phone at work or at home and your, or your cell phone, but use a corded landline phone. You can forward your cell phone number to that. And then if you're going to have your longer conversations, try to do them on a corded landline phone you know, where you can, so that you're, you know, you're reducing your exposure to the RF radiation from your cell phone. You don't have to give up your cell phone altogether, um, but just reducing that use. Or even when you're out and about and you're carrying your cell phone around, you know, a lot of us have come to think, you know, this is kind of like challenging us to kind of like reframe what we've come to think about how available we need to be. But, you know, do you need, do you need to know about that text or that call the second it comes in? Or can you, when you're not actively sending a text or getting back to somebody or making a phone call, can you just put your phone in airplane mode, turn off the Wi-Fi and the Bluetooth and just check in occasionally at whatever intervals are comfortable for you, given, you know, how important it is to, you know, be in regular communication. But rather than having the phone on all the time, rather than putting it on your body anywhere, you know, trying to you know, to reduce your use. And, um, and also for those sources that you can't reduce your use, trying to increase your distance between yourself and any known sources. So with a cell phone, for example, on the times that you need to use it, rather than I would never recommend holding a cell phone up to your phone, up to your head and having a long conversation like that. It's just not good for you. And what they're starting to see in research is certain types of brain tumors, you know, that are developing gliomas and others 
you know, oftentimes on that same time, place where people hold the phone to their head. So you know, don't hold the phone to your head. Try to create distance between yourself and the phone by either using it on its speaker function or like using an air tube headset or something that allows you to use the phone, but to not have the phone so close to your body. Same ways, don't carry it in your pocket with it on or some women put it in their bra. It's like, don't have it on your body when it's on, you know, turn it off and all of the wireless signals off and just have it on when you actually need it. So there's things, there are basic things like that, like eliminating things that you really don't need, figuring out how to reduce your use when you can, finding replacements that don't, you know, um, you know, uh, emit the same level or any EMFs at all. Um, and then you get to, you know, sometimes there's products. So the nice thing, like I said, our focus started it with dirty electricity. Um, that was when we were going through finding solutions for my ex-husband. One of the things that really helped him, it's interesting, people who become electrically hypersensitive, you know, so that they really feel the effects on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, it's almost like they're the canaries in the coal mine for the rest of us, because it's, I, I believe that all of us are being affected. Some people can feel it more acutely. And, you know, there's evidence to suggest that, you know, maybe it's how the, those folks are wired. Maybe it's because they have an underlying condition like Lyme's disease or something else that, that's made their immune system less tolerant of the toxins in their environment. So they notice them more quickly than the rest of us might. But, you know, when we were kind of dealing with what could we do to help my husband feel better, one of the things that really helped him was to reduce dirty electricity. And so we started looking at, well, like, what are all the ways that, you know, what can we do to be reducing dirty electricity? So some specific examples for dirty electricity are a lot of the sources for dirty electricity, like I said, are gonna be your electronics, um, your all your charging devices, so what you charge your cell phone with or your tablet with, computer with, um, all of the energy efficient appliances and light bulbs, um, because usually how they save energy is they turn, they control the flow of power by turning it off and on at regular intervals, depending on and off longer when you you know don't need as high a level of energy and and then on a lot when you need a lot. So they vary basically energy consumption, but in, in how they do that, they create, like I said, all this electrical sewage or trash. And so some of the common things you can do with dirty electricity um, are, you know, replace those energy efficient light bulbs with either incandescent bulbs or um, an incandescent halogen bulb. So not a low voltage halogen bulb, but a halogen bulb that basically runs at 120 volts. Um, those kinds of light bulbs will not produce any dirty electricity. Unfortunately, they're getting harder to find. There's some states like California, you know, that have banned incandescent bulbs, mostly because, yeah, they're not energy efficient. So from that standpoint, you know, they're not great. But from this, from the health standpoint, they're a lot better than all of the energy efficient bulbs. So it's kind of a trade off. Um, but uh, and, and we recommend turning off, you know, equipment when you're not using it. So your computers, your TVs, your printers, turn them off and unplug them when you're not using them. Cause even, you know, like I said, even when something's plugged in, it's gonna create a regular old electric field and dirty electricity loves hot wires. So it will still travel up and down those hot wires from other devices. So turn things off and you can, there's ways you can do that, that you, you know, that make it easy. If you don't wanna have to unplug stuff every time, you can plug things into like a, a uh, what do you call them, a power strip that has an on off button and just, you know, you just click one button to turn it off. 
There are also these special plug adapters that you can plug into, you know, your outlets. And then you can plug devices into that plug outlet. And then they have like a little remote control on off switch. So you can turn things on and off that way. And the nice thing about that is it turns everything off and it turns power to the cord off as well as power to the device. So that when you're not using all of that, just have them completely off and either unplugged or have the power to the cord turned off as well. Um, you know, when you have the opportunity to look at, you know, new furnaces, water heaters, um, pool pumps, well pumps, a lot of these new uh, kind of modern versions of these use variable speed motors and drives that create a lot of dirty electricity. So look for things that run um, on a, with a single speed motor or don't have a variable speed drive. Um, there's lots of like, you know, and we have lots of information on our website about all these kinds of things. But what we do also, and the kind of the thing that makes dirty electricity a little bit different than some of the other types of EMF is it's actually possible to filter it. Especially that the dirty electricity that's traveling along the wiring in your walls, that like I said before, it gets there because many of the things you have in your home or your business that are actually producing dirty electricity, but also it comes in from the outside, you know, on the power lines. So you've got lots of it traveling along your wiring. So we developed, we've got a meter, in fact, I can show the episode isn't quite over yet, listeners. Or YouTubers. If you haven't given us a like, subscribed, left us a review, or commented on any platform, we would really appreciate you showing us some love here at the Magical Holistic Healing Arts. Remember, Kangen Water and our grab bag for the podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and stay vibrant out there.